Support for Pivot comes from BetterHelp. How do you know when your social battery is running on empty? Maybe you get a little snippy with your friends or perhaps Scott Galloway. Or maybe you just fantasize about canceling plans, creating one excuse after. You're fantasizing about me? No, 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 never. You're fantasizing about me. Again? Again? Not once. Not once. I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. All right. Get off my ad right now. All right. Canceling plans, creating one excuse after another, why you have to stay in. I do that to Scott all the time. It's not easy to keep track of how much socializing is right for you. Therapy can help you build more awareness of what you need and when. BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy with licensed professionals. Scheduling is convenient and finding a therapist suited to your style is quick and easy. And we all know Scott Galloway needs therapy. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. You can visit betterhelp.com slash pivot today. Get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash pivot. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hi, everyone. This is Pivot from the Vox Media Podcast Network. I'm Kara Swisher in Miami Beach, Florida, right near Scott, who is downstairs. I'm actually broadcasting from my suite upstairs. How you doing, Scott? Well, I don't get you coming for the photo op, and then you bust up to your suite, and I'm sitting here yeah. drinking bad coffee in a conference room that like makes the hotel more charming by leaving it. <laughs> so literally, <laughs> you like, nice. come and then yeah. you leave. Listen, wear, stop complaining! What's, stop what's complaining! I got I got things to do. I got plans today. I got to go visit Magic Leap. I got to go, you know, find some oh, tech right. pros to, to tell me Leap. how much better it is than, than Miami. I've got a lot of things to do. And then I'll be back for our party tonight. Where is Magic Leap? I know it's in Florida, but where is it? It's in Plantation, it? Florida. I'm going to drive up there, go see the thing, because I can't, I'm interviewing the CEO, Peggy Johnson, who I've known for yeah. a long time from Microsoft. So yeah. anyway, what, explain people why we're here. Why am I in Miami? I never come to Florida. What What is the reason here? I like Miami quite a bit, though. It's our it's first uh, Pivot Miami. It's our first, we're bringing Pivot to the people. Yeah, pick up the conference. energy, Scott. This is, the, we have our big thing. It starts uh, tonight with a party, and then tomorrow we have a day of events, and then the next day we have a half a day of events, Correct. Well, I wanted to get kind of, I realized this was going to be a busy few days for me. So I went to the living room alone, this bar, and uh, had about eight drinks and spoke to a lovely woman named Jasma. Jasma. (laughs) Daddy went deep in the paint last night. That's why my voice is deep and I'm a little bit slow. I see. Yeah. Want to pick it up. Pick up the energy, Scott. We are here live in person. We just made a we just made a hologram, which was very exciting to greet people. And Scott showed (laughs) off his tummy, which was of course on brand. Douchebags. We make a hologram. I mean, come on, we're cliche. No, not more than many of the people (laughs) here. We made a hologram, Florida. No, I don't think so. One of our staff, three D print our our family. One of our staff was greeted in the hotel by someone from Florida who was like, "Oh, you must be." They were wearing masks, and the other people weren't, which is fine. Everyone can make their own choice. As Jared. 
Paula says, everyone makes their own fucking choices. Anyway, yeah. so they um, so they were greeted like, oh, you must be from Miami. Everyone else is over COVID. And they didn't know what to say. They were like, well, hope you don't get sick and die, I think was the answer. But actually, I have a, you, what you should say is if you're from New York, you go, yeah, I'm from New York. And another one of our expressions is go fuck yourself. So anyway, mm. it should be a fun time. It should be, there's a lot of, a uh, lot of situation going on here, but it'll be fun. This will be fun. This will be really great. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. We've got a lot of, I recognize some people. A bunch of people got here early. It's spectacular. It's beautiful. Beautiful. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful location. Um, Anyway, congratulations, by the way. I watched last night in my room when I got in. Our flight was delayed because of ice in D.C. The Rams? We got here. The Rams did it. What do you think? It was super exciting. I mean, it was kind of. Yeah. Yeah, I was. Kind of, I mean, a little bit hoping that that Cincinnati would win, only because I think it would mean more to Cincinnati than LA. LA yeah. doesn't really get ex- that excited. They did very about well. Much of they did very well. Um, but it was a great game, and I watched it. One of those nice things. My sons are into it, so watch it with my sons. That was nice. Yeah. So yeah. congratulations, go Rams. Yeah, Roman Gabriel it was good. pajamas. It was the last minute. It was at the last minute or two, right? It's a great they game. Got- it was, it was a great, a great game. game. And, and, you know, of course, obviously, the, the I think everyone should feel good about it. Everyone did a really good job. So, and that, that God, that Bengals quarterback, even I think he's adorable. I'm sorry he didn't get to win at 23. He's probably going to have a hard life from now on. That's not a quarterback. Uh, that guy's my paper boy. I mean, There's somebody, it's amazing. I mean, literally, was he takes 20, off his, his helmet. Name? He looks like that a, guy. He looks like a kid. Yeah, he's really, he Very was great. Talented. Everybody was good. Everybody was good. I think LA yeah. was happy to win. I think everybody liked the halftime, uh, except for Charlie Kirk, who said it was sexual anarchy, which great. That's, my, that's the name of my boy band. Sexual <laughs> anarchy. True. Everybody's band is named. God, what is wrong with these people? I, he took a break from burning books to talk about, uh, to insult, you know, a very, uh, you know, the, a focus anarchy? on rap and hip hop. Yeah, that we was need, you a, know what? a little break. <laughs> Just a for a moment. racist break. Yeah. We sorry. need more sexual anarchy. Young people yes, aren't having sex. Agree. People Agreed. aren't forming households. People, yeah. people forget I mean, that in addition to being just a shit ton of fun, sex is also a key step to establishing a relationship. And what far-right weirdos should be worried about is that people aren't having children or forming relationships. And I hate to break this to you, but 90% of people or 98% of people that live outside of Utah, Mm -hmm. uh, like that's a component to establishing a relationship. People aren't having enough sex. They need to get out there. They need to take risks. They need to have a few cocktails. Yeah, I agree. Go, we are pro-sexual anarchy here at Pivot Miami and everywhere else. Sexual Um, Bolsheviks. I know, it's it's crazy. Again, they took a break from burning books to do this, to to make a comment. So there are crypto ads wherever, Larry David, LeBron James. Crypto ad. Larry David one was funny. Yeah, that was funny. It's a safe and easy way to get into crypto. Yeah, I don't think so. And I'm never wrong about this stuff. There was ads for sports betting companies. Uh, yeah. I thought Meta ran an ad for the Metaverse with about an animatronic dog who loses everything he loves in life and then spends the rest of his days in VR pining for his youth. That was weird and strange. Someone should work well, on again, their marketing. Uh, again, and I'm, I'm, I know I'm a little monodimensional here, but it all comes mm-hmm. back to sex or specifically a lack of sex. And that is people are looking for dopa hits. Yeah. from their screens, whether it's gambling or whether it's crypto, which everyone's going to pretend is the future, but it's mostly about gambling yeah. and or speculation. And that's, uh, you know, I'm at that point in my life where everything I see is sort of indicates the underlying decay of our society. Oh, I'm like, dear okay, God. is there anything, God, anything God. here that doesn't involve DOPA or get rich quick or a bunch of celebrities cashing in, which is their right? Although I will say, oh what? my God, Halle Berry makes the most beautiful Cleopatra. Gosh, Jeez. I can't stop staring at her. Beautiful. Yeah, she's really. She was did a nice ad. I thought some of the ads were good. I liked the Joneses, Keeping Up with the Joneses. I thought that was adorable. Jonas? Yeah, it's Keeping Up with the Joneses now. Oh, 
who won the ad? Um, come on, there was one ad that did best at all one? of them. Which Salesforce. One? Not that it had Salesforce. anything to do oh, with yeah, CRM yeah, yeah. software. Mark Benioff, congratulations. About <laughs> that was me- genius. So while the others look to the metaverse and Mars, let's stay here and restore ours. Yeah, it's time to blaze our trail. Because the new frontier, it ain't rocket science. It's right here. He told me McConaughey wrote that. Wrote that was that a ad. public service announcement, just yeah. mocking that all yeah. these, the people with the most options in the world want to leave yeah. the earth and he wants to yeah. stay on the earth. That was great. Yeah, it was great. He said Matthew McConaughey wrote it. Anyway, we are, as I said, coming to you from sunny Miami. It's a little bit cold today, but it's much warmer than anywhere else. Uh, we have Pivot MIA. We're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk. Mm-hmm. I'll take a listener question about Facebook and AI. Just first, the Ambassador Bridge between Detroit and Windsor is open again after police removed the last held was protesting. It wasn't that many people, which was amazing, but they certainly had an outsized presence on social media everywhere else. Uh, they are continuing in Ottawa. Uh, I think they're going to probably lose the patience of regular people. Uh, they've made their point. I, I would have moved on from them. I'm not sure what they're holding out for except being the most annoying people on earth. I think there's a point where these things shift into not a good thing. Um, but anyway, auto manufacturers are happy the bridge blockade. I think they'll probably, you know, peter out, which is how these things tend to do. Um, it's sort of, someone said it was a long-running January 6th in Ottawa. Like, it kept, it kept going. But they're not doing any favors themselves with the flat, the Nazi flags, and the and the behavior yeah, they have. Yeah, they but you know, whatever. I think Canadians will have enough of them pretty now, pretty much soon. But we'll see. I don't know. I, I like how Rand Paul weighed in and said he thought that he supports the truckers. And- I'm all for it. Civil disobedience. Civil disobedience is a time honored tradition in our country, from slavery to civil rights to you name it. Peaceful protest, clog things up. I think we should block Rand Paul's home from getting to yes, getting to DC. By the way, Rand Paul has yeah. the distinguished honor of being the only senator who's been beat up twice in his own home. He was beat <laughs> up by his neighbor and then some he had some fundraiser over it. I mean, you get the sense this guy is like not that likable. Anyway, yeah. I don't know how I got him around Paul, but I what I don't understand is why don't they just use the same technology they have when you're going too fast in Germany or or mm-hmm. or you you're in the in the express lane you're not supposed to be. Why don't they use the same sort of technology to just take photos of all the license plates and start finding yep. the owners of the yep. trucks? I don't I don't get it. Uh, anyways, yep. I don't support I I think this is a form of economic I don't know what the term is. Um I don't want to call it terrorism because that's a bit of a leap, but yeah. I, I, I don't stand with the truckers. I don't get this. What do you think, Kara? Yeah. I don't get it. I don't. I, I think there's a point to be made, and a protest is fine. I'm always for protests, typically, um, but I think they've taken it too far, as always. Is that, so did so did a lot. You know, the one in uh, the Occupy Wall Street actually that was okay. I think they tend to overthink their power, and then they overdo it, and then they become what they're decrying in some weird way. You know, they're just, they're having a party. That's what it looks like to me. Um, and at other people's expense. And it's whatever, they look like children at this point. Um, they can make, you can make your point. And I think it's also been hijacked by a lot of other forces. Uh, so, you know, typical. Hmm. Typical. Anyway, it's good news for auto manufacturers and the bridge bucket. It was hard because one of the stories was saying that like, so they, they, they put the air out of their tires and then broke their oil lines. And the people in charge of towing trucks wouldn't do it because these are their clients. So that was an interesting thing. They, they, I mean, they're smart in that regard and they're super organized. And apparently a lot of military, ex-military people were, and ex-police were, were running the show, which, okay, great. Good for you. Anyway, um, speaking of auto manufacturing troubles, Tesla faces a lawsuit from the state of California. Workers face racist harassment. The department's fair employment and housing says that black Tesla workers were assigned more physically demanding work. If you read it, 
it's pretty bad. Tesla is saying these claims are not factual. We'll see uh, what happens. They said it's a result of a three-year investigation. Of course, he's moved to Texas. We'll see where this thing comes out. They're definitely going to fight it hard, for sure. Um, but a lot of these places are facing sort of workplace issues as uh, as is not a, not a big shock in any case. Um, we'll see where it comes out. Has anyone done any reporting here, though? This is one of those things where... Yeah, this stuff's so ugly, and I, I kind of just think, well, let the law do its work, and let the investigators and the yeah. discovery do their do their work. It is, you know, it. Yeah, you, you hate to politicize this, but it's impossible not to with a company that just stuck up their middle finger to California, and they. I think they were careful yeah. to point out that this is a non. This is a three year old investigation. Um, yeah. You know, this stuff is just so, and and then you think, okay, uh, it's kind of clickbaity because anything with Tesla is clickbaity. Um, yeah. I have has any has there been any good reporting on There's been a little this? bit. There's been a little bit. There's been a little bit, but I think it's I think we'll see in the court and how it comes out in terms of how it's going, but there has been some reporting. I think, you know, Elon obviously had the run in over COVID with uh, California. It's not a great relationship he's left. Um he wants to move stuff. Um so we'll see. I mean, uh, the, to read it is really disturbing. Um so and the, I think these people are not lying. Um the people who are testifying. So we'll see how where this goes. But Tesla is saying this is just not accurate. It was old. Either some of it was old, some of it happened, and then they fixed it, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I think it's been an ongoing issue at a lot of these auto firms. Other things in the news, the uh, CIA might be spying on Americans, according to a recently declassified letter from two senators on the Intelligence Committee. This is, comes as zero, speaking of zero surprise, Senators Wyden and Hyrick are requesting information about the CIA program meant to target foreign governments and individuals, because it also may be collecting information about Americans. You know, after after Snowden, I'm not surprised by anything. I yeah, I, I, you, we're on different sides of this one. I'm I feel that because I mean, if you think about it, since the Civil War, you know, a couple of submarines spotted off the Pacific coast, obviously the attacks on 9-11, we just haven't incurred the same sort of damage or bloodshed. America's really never been had a, like a, a long term sustained attack on our soil. No. And I think that Americans, I think Americans take for granted and don't appreciate I think we take for granted our freedoms and how many people sacrifice uh, to maintain those freedoms. And I don't think people appreciate just how many well-funded and organized and intelligent organizations and individuals absolutely want to disrupt our way of life. And yeah. I'm kind of down with uh, a pretty broad license. I, I know a lot of people in our security mm-hmm. apparatus, mm-hmm. I find in general, they're very good people who are patriotic. What I'd like to see, what I always want to see is a lot of Thoughtful oversight by judges, but I'm kind of on the side of Carrie yeah. and Homeland, and that it's I want to give her the tools yeah. and the technology to fight the bad guys. So I tend to err on the side of I think it's easy to be a purist around privacy around the stuff and not acknowledge not purist, just what a dangerous world it is. I also think it's very dangerous to give government these kind of tools. It never leads to good things ultimately. And I get the idea. You know, it's sort of you're kind of well, expressing the things every day, school Kara, of, We haven't been attacked. <laughs> I get it. I'm aware. I'm aware that it's a mean world. But, you know, Dick Cheney attitude, which is what he did, you know, and the revelations were pretty like, wow, they're yeah. really, they, they, once they get these tools in their hands, they use them and then they, you don't know what they use them. And then guess what? You have another, a, a smart Trump, just not good. And, you know, they'll blow past every single thing to spy on people and use it for all, you know, just like, I'm, we're not, I'm not interested in China. I don't think they're any better. Yeah. A while ago, the CIA said so they, they, they would never, 
they would never physically harm or assassinate a U.S. citizen, regardless of what they have done. They have, I mean, but uh, yeah. I'll go, there's a lot of nuance here. Who I don't knows? think enhanced interrogation techniques, which was just Latin for torture, should be allowed. I think that's a stain on our moral fiber and our social contract we have as, uh, as Americans. But when Obama shows up to these summits, and this kind of was exposed, and he knows what everyone's, he, because of listening devices and the good work of our security apparatus, he knows what the Chinese and the Brazilians are going to ask for. I, I got to be honest, I'm down with that. I don't, mm. I think they do the same to us. Uh, and I, yeah. I like having the best security apparatus in the world. Yeah. All right. Well, I think it's, I, I think we've got to have our judges and courts involved because accountability, it's just, I, I guess I've watched too many Mission Impossibles, except I'm one of these, I have the genre and I assume they're watching everything. I'm assume I'm being followed. Even, even unimportant people like you and I. I, well, I think it's we, just, you're right. The question, your- you're right. The question is, as you referenced, do we have thoughtful laws and judges that ensure you can't go on fishing expeditions and that unless there's, evidence of uh, some sort. I mean, I don't even think they should be able to collect this data and use it as evidence for the majority of crimes. I'm talking about national Mm -hmm. security. All right. Well, yeah, but that's, they use that for everything. They use that as a fig leaf for everything. I was sort of down with Apple during the whole James Comey fight that they had. That was was our first big TIFF as a couple. Do you remember that? Was it TIFF? Was it? He started texting me, angry texting me late at night, which is not the kind of text (laughs) I want to get late at night, just (laughs) FYI. Angry about text. James Comey and and Apple. Remember, well, yeah. you know, it just you know what they have a FBI. They can figure it out. They don't need to open some couple's cell phone. They figure it out. Well, Listen, the, we, you mean terrorists who kill seventeen people and might might be part of a yeah, broader attack? They can attack. figure it out yeah. without Apple exposing the most of people in America. They can do it. I'm I don't sorry, think I'm that's on what Apple. The FBI not, was asking for, but anyways, I'm leaving. Let's not revisit I'm leaving it. Miami. Let's not revisit it. <laughs> I fired my secretary. It was a short-term thing. Get over it. Let's move on. For the children, let's move on. (laughs) Okay, let's get back. She seduced me. I'm the victim. You're so wrong. Oh, my God. You're such a fascist. I'm the victim. Anyway, let's get to our big story. Our most influential people in tech and business are in Miami this week for Pivot MIA, and Scott Galloway is also here. That's right. So uh, what do you think? How are you feeling about this? How are you feeling besides your hangover? About Pivot how do you Miami? Feel about this first thing? It's a, yeah, how's it, how are you feeling? Uh, what are you about yeah, the interviews? I, I, Who are you in? I'll be honest, I'm a, I'm a little bit nervous. This is kind of your gig. You've done a lot of this. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah. A, I'm a little nervous. I woke up last night. This is happening to me more what and more. What are you nervous about? I've been waking up in the middle of yeah. the night like anxious. Just like worried about shit. Oh, it's because of this. It is. I spoke at a conference yeah. on Thursday, and I sometimes I know this is going to come come as a huge shock to you, but sometimes yeah. I don't read the room yeah, and I offend wow. people, and I what really offended uh, the people. I don't even want to say it because they're good people, mm-hmm. and I fucked up, and I'm like I'm, and I'm not sure, and sometimes I overestimate if how much I offended. I I have an inability to read the room. And the problem yeah. is, as you get older. You become yeah. more empathetic, uh, which is both a good and a bad thing. But I literally, like a couple times in the last month, I wake up in the middle of the night just oh, like, no. anxious about something. And oh, it was that dear. happened to me last night. No. Hold me, Kara. No. I'm me. always nervous. I've done Nothing. 20 codes. This is going to be my 20th in September. I get nervous before and unhappy yeah. before it, too. It's just you just never know and you don't know. It's yeah. always like a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a thing mm-hmm. about you. Like, do they like me? Essentially, you know, not for me. I don't really give a fuck. But it, it still is hard. And these, we have a great staff working on it. It's going to be great. Uh, you know, this is we're entrepreneurs, and this is the way it goes. This is we put ourselves out there, and that's how you should think about it. You know, 
you, you, this is a great point, and, and there's a learning here, and that is entrepreneurs, real estate professionals and entrepreneurs are the wealthiest people in our society, and wealth is a function of ROI, and ROI is a function of the risks you take. And I always tell people that the reason why entrepreneurs are get such can garner such incredible wealth and upside if it's successful is that the majority of people just aren't willing to take that the risk of public yep. failure. And that's what throwing mm-hmm. an event is. It's if it if this mm-hmm. doesn't work, if nobody shows up, if it yeah. sucks, it's public yeah. failure. The majority of, of failures are private in relationships yeah. or if you invest in Solano and it goes down 90%, you don't it, it's not public that you're an idiot and you bought, you know, you bought Robin Hood at 60 bucks and now it's at 9 or whatever. Doing an event, starting a business, or even, if you will, writing a book yeah. or writing an article, Putting you're kind of subjecting out. yourself to the greatest risk, and that is public yeah. failure. Well, That's why the upside's so great yeah. if it works. Look what you've built yeah. the code. Yeah, you know, it's really, it's it's hard to do events, but this is going to be, I'm glad we're here. I'm glad we're doing it in person. Um, the first one is always hard, Scott, as you may know that, um, but it's going to be great. So, have you practiced yeah. your presentation? You're going to do a presentation. Do you have your entrance music? What what What's the deal? No, the night I was, I was the night before I get my team together and we're up to like two or three in the morning going through slides and trying to find data and all that stuff. I just want to go back to our previous point because I do think there's a lesson here. What I, what I tell you, young people, I'm telling you, nothing really wonderful in your life, professionally or personally, will happen unless you subject yourself to an uncomfortable risk. Um, and that is, um, you know, expressing your emotions, taking risks with, with uh, uh, relationships, taking risks with business. If you don't, if you don't take a really uncomfortable risk on a regular basis, you're never going to have outsized returns. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's true. It's true. Or else it'll just not work. I mean, I, I sometimes tell that to people like, don't worry about it. It's just going to work or not. But I have to say it looks beautiful. The staff has worked really hard. Um, I'm always surprised by things yeah, that I gorgeous. didn't. It really looks amazing. Um, the schedule is great. We have all these great speakers. Um, we are, we're trying to do very strong. Who are you most excited about? Oh, everybody. I like I like the whole thing. I think it's very really interesting. I'm super mm-hmm. excited for um, Carolyn Spiegel. Uh, oh, porn audio. Doesn't that seem audio, obvious now? Yeah, it's sort of an art thing. I think Aswath Demoteran. Aswath is, he's a, he's, I want to hear mm-hmm. him. I think, I think the, uh, the, I'm excited about the crypto one we have with Isaiah Jackson, Brandon Buchanan, and uh, Cleve Mesador uh, talking about mm-hmm. uh, where we're going. Isaiah Jackson, of course, wrote Bitcoin and Black America, and he has a show, a co-host of The Gentleman of Crypto. I kind of like that. We have David Solomon, hmm. uh, head of Goldman Sachs, Meredith Levian. Um, so a lot. Jonathan Haidt. We've got tons of people. It's really, I think it's, and then, of course, Brian Chesky, mm-hmm. who's the uh, CEO of Airbnb. I'm excited to talk to him. I always like, well, you and I are going to do that together. We have the mayor of Miami-Dade County, Daniela Levine-Cava. No, he's coming. He's going to open it. But we're going to talk about what Miami's going to do from Mm. a climate point of view. So it's going to be cool. What what is it going to do? We're all going to move to fucking Tampa. That's what we're going to do. Yeah, that's exactly right. (laughs) What do you think we're going to do? Push back the ocean? We have a a, a panel with uh, the two uh, parlor and uh, getter, uh, the two uh, conservative yep. social media sites. Um, and Casey Newton's going to do that one. And it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. I'm very, anyway, so what is your entrance uh, music? What is your what is your entrance music going to be? No, I always do Daft Punk or 80s music. Oh, do you? Maybe a little okay. Tom Petty. Well, I think Hello. I'm very excited. Hello, white and guy then, born in the 60s. I think it'll be interesting. I think it'll be super interesting. I think it's got a, it's a really solidly good program. It's here in Miami. I think I'm very excited. I am anxious. I really am anxious lately. I don't know what the fuck is going on. You are. Me. Like, you know, Dr. Jeff Swisher is here. He could give you some 
some drugs. I well, did he bring his prescription pad? That's all I care about. I'm sure Hello. he could help you out. I'm sure he's caring. I'm interviewing him for my CNN show. I know. Show. I know. How he's ridiculous very is that? Excited. Not that we're desperate. <laughs> we're interviewing your family for CNN now. Okay. If you're not with us in Miami, don't worry. We'll post some of the sessions in this feed in the weeks to come. We want to share it as much as possible. Of course, we'll talk and write about it, and et cetera. Um, okay, Scott, let's go on a quick break. When we come back, we'll take a listener question about artificial intelligence. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Okay, Scott, let's pivot to a listener question. You've got, you've got, I can't believe I'm going to be a mailman. You've got mail. Hey, Scott. Hey, Kara. This is Brad. I'm a senior at UMass Amherst. I'm studying electrical engineering, but focusing on AI. Facebook stock has obviously been tumbling, and their social media players might be stumbling right now, but they have one of the best uh, AI divisions. And I was wondering if they maybe have a play where they could pivot into AI rather than just social media. Thank you. Well, that's interesting. Um, obviously, they, they have one of the best. They, they right. Amazon, Google, Google probably higher than anybody, uh, Apple. They all have very strong AI divisions. I think AI is part of their businesses, right? I think that's really whatever their business is, whether yeah, it's right. selling or devices and this and that. They've had an in-house AI research lab since 2013. They have an AI protocol called PyTorch. It's an open source protocol, which is unusual for Facebook. So, you know, people are that Mark has always counted on algorithms and AI to solve the problems of social media it hasn't worked yet. Uh, so I don't know. What do you think, Scott? I think it's sure. Sure. It's going to be part of their business. Yeah, they use it to differentiate or make their advertising more relevant or targeted or to figure out that they're you're going to watch Euphoria episode three and three, two, one. So I think they probably incorporate all sorts of AI. What Facebook has not been able to do, nor really has anyone been able to do as well as Amazon, is the notion that, I mean, it's just, and why I think Amazon's a better long-term investment, uh, is that what Amazon's been able to do that Facebook hasn't, what the young man is, is referring to, is that if Facebook were to develop really strong AI tools and then start leasing them out in a B2B fashion, and that's the only company that's been able to pull that off, and it doesn't get enough attention, is Amazon, and by the way, Amazon's rolling out healthcare. They've said, I mean, Amazon takes their biggest expense lines and says, okay, how do we get really mm -hmm. good at it internally? How do we get really good at data storage? How do yep. we get really good at um, media? How do we get really good at healthcare for Indeed. our own employees? And then once we get really good at it, we're going to start renting it out to other corporations and start and turn it into a revenue center. So the idea that Facebook would get good enough at AI to begin leasing it out on a B2B basis to other platforms they would probably, I think, go first to say, we're going to, any website, we're going to socialize. We're going to incorporate social components and be the back end such that you can make your B2B trucking parts site and community more social, if you will. But no one's been able to do, no one has been able to do that to a fraction of the extent of yeah. Amazon. I think it's, it's, you know, they're trying to go to lots of businesses. You know, they're trying to move out of their business, their main business, because it's so troubled and move into others. But mm -hmm. social media is still, and advertising still is the, 
is the center of everything there. Um, and they have to make it better and easier to use and more sticky with people. And they'll be using those techniques, the AI techniques forever, I think. Um, I think it's difficult. One of the interest, uh, Farhad Manju had an interesting column today about, which I've said a million times, uh, actually, that one of the problems is they just aren't innovative as a company. Um, and that's their biggest problem. The stock has remained uh, stubbornly low, uh, which is interesting given how, how much money they make, right? Had you said it was a buying opportunity, Facebook, at this point? I think you did, correct? I want to be clear. I, I don't have a conviction around mm-hmm. it. Not that that means anything. I was convi- I had conviction on Alibaba at 180, and I think it's a 120. But Facebook, by most traditional metrics, given the fact it's still growing, given the fact it's core business literally like just spews cash, looks traditionally inexpensive relative to where it usually is. Um, so, yeah, it it's feels... down 34% I I, I, uh, I in the past month, uh, down 40% over the past uh, six months. Year to date, they're down 35%. One year, they're down 20%. It's, I think most, and in five years, they're they're up 63%. But still, they lost a lot of ground. They're down again today. They, I'm not sure yeah. why it's sticking, continuing to stick in the same place while other tech companies do a lot better. But I think most people in the Wall Street are nervous right now about a reckoning. I think that's why. But but as a multiple of revenues, I think Facebook now trades about the same multiple on revenues as Twitter. And, yeah. and as much upside as Twitter has, which I think it does, Facebook is just a juggernaut, yeah. a much better business than Twitter. And I think even Snap right now yeah. is trading at a higher multiple yeah. on revenues than Facebook. So Facebook feels, at this point, it's trading like what feels like a more mature company. Mm-hmm. And Facebook is still a growth company. It didn't grow its active users, but it's still, its top line revenues are still, you know, the majority of Fortune 500 companies, quite frankly, would pray for Facebook's business problems. They wouldn't pray for their their scrutiny or the, you know, the, some of the bigger issues they're facing. But it's still, if you just look at the underlying economics, margin power, uh, market domination, it's it's an incredible business. Yeah. Still, Snap was at a high of 83 in sub- end of September. Now it's down quite a bit um, to 41. It's half, essentially. But it's up now. It's been up over the past month quite a bit, 8%. Uh, six months, it's down 43%. Um, but you're right. It's really, it's interesting because they are, uh, I think there's some something going on with Facebook that people don't want to jump right in. Obviously, Apple is doing it's doing great. It's at, a, at all these highs that they're hitting. Um, today, it's at 169. It's not as high as it's been over the past year, but it's still up uh, over the past month, over the past, you know, it's actually over the past months, it's down a little bit, but over the past um Six months, it's up 12%. Anyway, uh, it's an interesting time. It's an interesting time. We'll see what happens to that company. And uh, Zuckerberg's going to be, uh, it'll be interesting to see where he comes out on hey, this. By the way, has anyone has anyone seen Cheryl Sandberg? Do you speak to her? Where did she go? I have not. I have not. I, I'm not reaching out to her, but um, I'm sure she'd respond if I reached out to her. But um, I nobody has. Yeah, she sort of disappeared in the background. She has indeed. She came out for a little bit yeah. and then went right back, if you remember. There was a point where she was talking about stuff and then she went, it didn't go well kind of thing. I think it's best to keep your head down over there at Facebook. Anyway, if you've got a question about tech business or just want some good advice, just send it to us. Go to nymag.com slash pivot or call us at 855-51-PIVOT to submit a question for the show. All right, Scott, one more quick break. We'll be back for wins and fails. (laughs) 
Okay, Scott, give us some wins and fails. And it can't be your conference, your first conference that you are helming. It can't be that. You got to like pick it up. Give us your wins and fails. You really should be more thoughtful about my emotions. <laughs> I, I express my vulnerability to you and you jab, you jab. Um, I'm sorry, Scott. I hope the best for you. <laughs> thoughts and prayers. Um, m- my win, like everyone else uh, who spent time in New York, I'm watching Inventing Anna, oh, I think yeah. it's called. Yeah, the so, Delvey. Fantastic Delvey. actress from Ozark. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. know who the actress um, is, but it's on, based on Jess. Boy, it's really compelling yeah. television. Mm-hmm. And, and B, I've been thinking a lot about our laws, and we tend to think, all right, a jury of your peers, you're convicted, you're guilty, that's what's right. But I, I think I've been thinking a lot about, okay, well, what are our laws and who are they protecting? Mm-hmm. And granted, I'm only two episodes in, but it strikes me that the corporations and rich people just get too much protection. Yeah. And everybody else is sort of, it's the Wild yeah. West. And this is another example. I, I, I mean, I granted this is a dramatization, but it strikes me that she took money, and I, I'm, I'm convinced that the majority of romantic la- relationships are, a, are basically a transaction. It's mm-hmm. just a function of the cadence and the currency. Um, but I don't, I, I, I'm really stuck on this notion of, you know, just don't cross, uh, the law has decided we need to protect those vulnerable mm-hmm. secretaries of state and Rupert Murdoch and Larry Ellison. And then, you know, Americans with kids addicted to opiate opiates or or have kids with eating disorders because of the media they're streamed with algorithms that are mendacious mm-hmm. you know hey folks you're on your own and i think this is just another evidence i don't know what happens but i know she ended up in jail i actually think she's in jail now and i'm like okay she probably stole money from rich people in hotels mm-hmm. so now now she's in mm-hmm. jail anyway i the, the the long-winded way of saying the win for me is uh inventing anna i think it's really well done it's total new york porn you get to see all this great Fashion mm-hmm. and cool travel and everything. It's also by Shonda uh, Rhimes. My loss. It's just, or, it's just Shonda Rhimes is doing it for yeah, Netflix. Um, again, showing a real talent for power. Stories about power. I think she's really. And then it's it's based on a um, a, a, a story I think by Jessica Pressler, uh, who's working with her, um, who is a friend of mine, who's wonderful. Um, and uh, I, I don't know. I think it's. I think you're right. I haven't seen it yet, but uh, the stories were amazing. Um, the stories were absolutely uh, riveting uh, at the time, so I'm excited to um, to to watch it. Some people like it, and some people don't. Um, it's still a juicy story, and it's Julia Garner who's playing Anna Delvey. Just so you know, yeah, she's she's great. Uh, she's really a wonderful actress. Uh, my loss, if you can call it a loss, I'm fitting it into loss. Is I found this thread from this young man on Twitter named Jacob Conger who looked at recent IPOs of venture back software companies. And it's really interesting, Kara, and we're seeing this um, play out pretty violently. There were 60 venture-backed mm-hmm. software and tech companies that went public in 2021. 49 were IPOs, six were direct listings, and five were SPACs. And of mm-hmm. those 60, guess how many are below their IPO price? Oh, all of them? 52. And oh, many okay. of them are even down. I mean, only eight of them are above their IPO price. And you have companies like, I mean, it's just nuts. Oscar Health off 84%. Rent the Runway off 76%. Uh, Clover off 73%. I mean, these have Robinhood off 61 huh, Couldn't have been a nicer mm-hmm. group of people. But, I mean, you're seeing and what's going to happen here. And 
essentially the the tail that wags the dog here is the public markets because venture investment basically looks forward to all right if this is a successful company what will our liquid exit be in the public markets and mm-hmm. when you see this kind of um, drawdown in the public markets it means uh, for the rest of 2022 probably in third and fourth quarter we're going to start to see a lot of down rounds in the private markets and mm, I was talking to a partner in a venture capital firm. Uh, uh, just just last week and was saying that their latest vintage fund of growth is all underwater. So you're about to mm-hmm. see a lot of articles on how some fairly well-known unicorns are going to mm-hmm. be forced to raise money and something no young entrepreneur has any experience with. And unfortunately, I have a lot of experience with this from the late 90s. Money and being thrown the at 2000s. them and then not, right? Right. Oh my God, a down round. Okay, red envelope. We raised yeah. money at a pre-money of 120 million, and within mm-hmm. nine months, we were raising money at 60. And we had letter, you know, we got series A. And how series did that B, feel, Scott? How did that feel? It felt like I was waking up in the middle of the night in a strange Miami hotel with no prostitute, but a lot of anxiety. <laughs> That's <laughs> what it felt like, Carol. So th- put some perspective. That was that was something to really be anxious about. It okay? didn't feel good. Compare yeah. them. Compare only, your anxiety. I only pay prostitutes in Shiba Uno now. Okay. You take Shiba Inu? <laughs> Hello. What do you think? Patrick? Oh, Patrick. Okay. All right. Okay. That's it. All right. Okay. So that's a good one. Okay. That's interesting. That's an interesting question. We should probably bring We're going to see a lot of down rounds. Because, oh you know, here gosh. in Miami, they're all like, it's all up and to the right. You know, okay. we're starting well, you, off fresh. Mayor Suarez, the, the other yeah. mayor who's on mm-hmm. stage. Remember the Miami coin? Yeah, and he put out a tweet. It. He put out a tweet saying that it was getting faster adoption than Bitcoin. It's off eighty yeah. or eighty-five percent. Yeah, we'll ask him. And about all that. these guys and the mayor, the mayor of New York, who took his pay in Bitcoin. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. after taxes, he's going to get about. I mean, <laughs> it's just hilarious. Well, no, it's not hilarious. It's not hilarious. Um, but it's you know what? I'm still. It's fine. This is what happens. This is what happens, right? I, yeah. I like this is the way it goes. They go up, and they that's the down. attitude you should have. I have a. Uh, Do you have any I, I have a losses? fail. I, I was speaking of shows, the Gilded Age. I really think it's terrible. Um, I just think it's terrible. It's, is this what Cynthia Dixon, Dixon is in? Is There's not? all kinds of people in it. The costumes are beautiful. It's it's essentially old money versus new money in New York, and it should be a lot more enjoyable than it is. It's really not. And it's, you know, the first scene was someone yeah. didn't show up to someone's party, essentially. And um, I just don't like it. It's just not well done. It's by the guy who did Downton Abbey, and Downton Abbey was delicious. This is not delicious. Wonderful. This is just undelicious. Well done, it's the opposite of delicious. I can no longer support Cynthia Nixon. The way she treats Stephen and, uh, and just like <laughs> she that, becomes a I just lesbian. can't. That's fine I just, by me. Miranda is so selfish, okay. and I really—it's like right. it's like I could never watch an Eric Roberts movie after Star Eighty. Oh. He did such an amazing job portraying a homicidal yeah, really maniac. I could movie. never watch anything that was a with him. Movie. I am holding. I can't believe you're bringing. I am holding movie Miranda up. responsible in other. Okay, mediums. in any case, it's not so good. It's, I was hoping it would be good. Not good. Uh, also, the J-Lo movie Mm-mm, with Owen Wilson. Mm-mm-mm, marry me. Do not marry that movie. Didn't they make that movie like seven times I already? Yes. I like, go it watch the, the wedding, wedding planner. Go watch Wedding Planner. Go watch Made in America. They're delightful. This is undelightful. Although she's adorable throughout. No. She's adorable. I'm sorry. Her cinematic peak was <laughs> Anaconda. <laughs> okay. I I thought she was she's been a great actress in many things that I forget the name of that one she was in where she played a 
uh, stripper was fantastic. Anyway, this is not good. You Please just liked do. it because it was a bunch of white heterosexual no, guys no, being drugged no, and ripped off. No, yeah, I don't mind that. That's just another Tuesday for Scott Galloway. Um, and my win was the nope. halftime show. I thought it was great. First time my kids liked it. Like, it was great. And Yeah, people, I, it got rave reviews. It was great. Rave it reviews. was really yeah. well done. I loved, by the way, I loved the J-Lo one many years ago. I think it was two, maybe two years ago. Anyway, um, I, I thought it was great. I thought it was well done. I loved Every single person in it. I thought they were fun. It Whatever. Was funny. It's, it's been all downhill since Celine Dion. That's all I'll say. That's true. Boom. Mic yep, drop. That's true. All right. So anyway, it was great. And I'm taking residence in Vegas. And I love, I love how- At some point, how, I want to say that. All these pearl Kara, I'm taking right residence up in Vegas. Okay. All right. Excellent. All right. So we are ready to go, Scott. We'll be back on Friday with more Pivot, not with Scott. He's going to be nursing his sorrows in Tulum, Mexico, I guess. Hello, $1,400 hut. <laughs> okay. We're going to unpack some of those. There You're you go. so ridiculous down there. I'm literally a cliche. I'm a cliche. There, I'm going back to D.C. to be with my lovely family. They're all here. What do you mean you're going back to D.C.? I've seen all of them. No, they're not. No, Amanda's at home on, on Valentine's Day. I sent her beautiful flowers and stuff. So It's Valentine's Day? Yes. I, I noticed you didn't get me a Valentine, but that's okay, Scott. It's okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I'll get you mm. some Valentines. All right. It's going to be great, Scott. Don't worry. Daddy came to play. Read us out. Today's show is produced by Lara Neyman, Evan Engel, and Taylor Griffin. Ernie and Jatot engineered this episode. Thanks also to Drew Burrows and Neil Silverio. Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening to Pivot from New York Magazine and Vox Media. We'll be back later this week for another breakdown of all things tech and business. Nothing really wonderful will ever happen to you professionally or personally unless you take an uncomfortable risk. 